want to thank you all again for, for coming out this morning. Uh, very glad that you are here. If you happen to be visiting with us, thank you for coming out today. We'd love to have you any and every time that you can. Uh, we have the Mooneyhams visiting with us uh, today, and uh, Tyler, Tyler is headed uh, very shortly off to uh, basically what is a, pretty much a preacher training school, and so uh, we appreciate his efforts and uh, uh, the family has asked us to add, the, add him to our prayer list and keep him in mind and keep him in our prayers as he heads off uh, for that. We appreciate the, the Lloyd boys for getting us off to a, a good start this morning. We're glad that everybody is here. Yesterday, uh, you probably know this if you've uh, turned on your television over the past week or so, you know that yesterday was the the 50th anniversary of the, the moon landing back in 1969, and it, uh, all of that brought back a lot of memories to me. I remember it pretty well. I, I was always interested in what we called the space race back then. We were basically racing, racing the Russians to see who could get to the, to the moon first. And, and back in those days, it got lots of coverage. If you were around in those days in the 60s, you recall that all of the the space shots, and that goes all the way back to the Gemini series that came before the, uh, the Apollo missions, they would start uh, the coverage early in the morning, and it would go all, all through the day, the launch and getting into orbit, all the way up until the, the soap operas came on uh, later in the day. It, it was really a big deal uh, in those days. Lots of uh, media coverage. And this particular time, we were going to get to watch on TV live from the moon. Now, that was a really big deal in 1969. And I remember that, that I was really excited about seeing the surface of the moon. I, I reckon I thought they were going to walk around with the TV camera and, and just pan around and show everybody the moon. Uh, well, it didn't work out quite that way. They, they didn't have the technology that we have, uh, that we have today, and you really, uh, you really couldn't see that much. Now, now, we heard Neil Armstrong say, one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind, and, and you could see Buzz Aldrin standing over there by the American flag, and, and that, was a, that was great for its day, and, and that was exciting, but I, I can recall that there was a, a little 13-year-old who lived on the Lusk Loop who was a little bit disappointed. I didn't get to see the moon. And so that was, that was uh, my view of it way back 50 years ago. You know, America was in turmoil at that time. And I say that because the Vietnam War was still going on and a lot of the anti-war demonstrations, and we have the right to demonstrate. That is our right if we were against whatever it is, we've got the right to demonstrate. But many times the demonstrations would turn into rioting and it got pretty ugly sometimes. And there were racial riots in, mostly in the bigger cities. We didn't really see that here. In fact, the Bledsoe County Schools had been integrated by then for a few years. I, I can't recall a single issue that we had. But in the country as a whole, uh, well, they weren't quite so lucky. But you know, it seemed like... That week, Apollo 11 is, is headed for the moon and it's all over the TV and it seemed like just for a little while we were able to, 
kind of forget about all of that and just, uh, just focus on uh, those three men who were headed to the moon. There are thousands of stars out there in our universe. I don't think, I don't think our human minds can really comprehend just how vast the universe is. It is absolutely huge. Thousands of stars out there, much like our sun. And a lot of them even have planets orbiting, just like we orbit around our sun. But as far as we can tell, we are the only one with an environment that can sustain human life. We are 93 million miles away from our sun. If we were closer, we would be too hot for human life, like uh, Mercury and, and Venus. If we were further away, we would be too cold, like Mars is. Some, some of the Martian nights, it's 300 below. We, we, can't, we couldn't make it on Mars, but here we are, just the right distance away for human life to thrive and, and do well. We have the environment for it here on this third rock from the sun. The moon, as it talking about the moon, as it as it orbits the earth, its gravitational pull keeps our oceans moving. If the moon were farther away, its gravitational pull would be less and our oceans would be nasty, stagnant pools of still water. If it were closer, then the gravitational pull would be too great and the tides would swamp our coastal areas. During high tide, the coastal areas would be underwater. But again, there it is out there, just the right distance away. My friends, that is not luck. The Bible tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It also tells us that He created man in his own image. Believing and accepting those things is the foundation of Christianity. In Hebrews chapter 11 and in verse 6, Hebrews Hebrews 11 and in verse 6, the Hebrew writer tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Most folks, at least where we live, I'm, I'm speaking for the folks that I know who live around here. Whether they are a practicing Christian or not, we need the, I'm going to call it the comfort, the comfort of having God. We just need to know that God is there. God's watching over us. God's taking care of everything. We just need, that is just a, a basic need of us humans. We need to know that. History tells us that, that all cultures throughout, throughout the history of the world, they had deities of some kind. Might have just been something they made themselves. They may have fashioned uh, an idol out of wood or, or stone. They may have worshipped the sun or the moon, but they had a God of some kind. It is just a basic human need. We just need to believe that God is there. Now, we have good reasons to believe, 
But more than that, we want to believe. We, we need to believe. Believing, believing gives us a, a, a purpose. It gives us purpose. When we are done here on the earth, what we have, what we have accomplished, the things that we have done in our life will count for something. They, they will mean something. Even when we are, are gone from the earth, we, we will be remembered. What, what, we, what we did and what we accomplished will, will matter and count. It gives, us, it gives us hope. Hope that when our life is over here, it's not the end. There is still an eternity still yet to go in a better place. And so... Believing is a comfort for us. It encourages us to keep trying and to keep doing better because there's something on the other side that we're trying to reach. Uh, being a believer and having faith gives us those things. In the 8th Psalm, turn with me there to Psalms chapter 8. This is what the psalmist says. Beginning in, in verse 3. The psalmist writes, When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers. If, if we just, as I've heard David Lane say over and over and over, if we, if we just look around, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. You have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, and the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Just looking around at the world and, and the universe makes us believe there must have been an all-knowing creator behind it. If, if we consider some very common things, so common we never even think about them. They're there, they're all over the place, we see them every day, we don't think anything about it, and so we forget that it is God's handiwork that made these things available to us. Consider something as common as water. What, what could be more common than water? We turn on our faucet and... Well, there it is. We go down to the pool or we go over to the lake and we play in the water. And we never even think that that water is absolutely essential to our life. We cannot live without it. Medical folks say three, four days without water, we will be a goner. It is essential to our life. Now, there are many, many, many bodies of water here on the surface of the earth. That water evaporates. It goes up and then comes back down in the form of rain. 
and sleet and, and snow. We know it as the water cycle. And it goes on every single day of the world, providing us with that much-needed water supply. It provides us with the water that we absolutely have to have for survival. It's going on every single day. We don't think about it, but it is essential for our life. God provided us with that. Think about something as common as trees, plants. We see them all over the place. We got them in our yard. We drive down the highway and we see, we see hundreds, yea, thousands of them. Those trees and plants give off oxygen, which again is absolutely essential for our life. We, we've got to have it. I saw, uh, I read an article sometime back in the newspaper. It said that scientists now believe that the Amazon rainforest provides us with as much as 25% of the Earth's oxygen. Man, we, we need those trees. And at the same time, even as they are giving us our oxygen supply, they are consuming carbon dioxide. Uh, it's poison to us, but it's their fuel. It's their food. They're, they're eating it up. And so they're supplying us with oxygen, consuming the carbon dioxide every day. It's going on all of the time, and we never even think about it. But God has provided that, so we can survive here in, on the earth. This third rock from the sun. That perfect spot. Our bodies have been called the, the greatest machine that's ever been created. We, we breathe that oxygen into our lungs. It's picked up there by our bloodstream. Our heart is, is thump, thump, thumping uh, in our chest and it's sending that blood coursing through our bodies and carrying that oxygen that our body so desperately needs. We have a, an extensive system of, of nerves in our body. Every, every part of our body, head to toe, we have nerves. Have you ever... touched a hot stove or touched a, a live wire, reached out and grabbed a hold of an electrical wire that, that was still hot? Well, I have. I know that doesn't make much sense, but I've, I've done it a number of times. And what do we do when that happens? Whoop! That's what we do. Just as fast as we can. Nerve endings in our fingers, they told our brain, that hurts. <laughs> and our brain told the muscles in our arm to do that. And it happens in a, in a millisecond. In a, in a millisecond that happens. Us humans, we're bad about taking things into our body. They're not good for us. But our hard-working liver is busy filtering out those things that we're taking in that are not good for us. I believe you could probably say our body is protecting itself from us. And our hard-working liver makes that happen. Man, we sure are lucky. 
luck doesn't have a thing in the world to do with it. It is the work of a wise master builder who put it all together. Back to the psalmist again. In Psalms 139, Psalms 139, even the the psalmist, many years ago, they, they they knew that God was behind these things. Verse 1, Lord, you have searched me and and, and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and, and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have you have hedged me behind and before. That means he's, he's protected us. There's a hedge around us. You've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, and I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the winds of the morning, of the, the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. You formed my inward parts, uh, our lungs and our heart and our liver that we were just talking about. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. The psalmist is just telling us, God made it all. God knows everything. There's nothing that God couldn't do. Marvelous, he says, are your works. And so we, we, we take all of these common things. We see them every day. They happen every day. We, we take them for granted. But today, today, about 11.30 when service is over and you walk out on the porch out there, look around Look around at the nature around you, at all of the tall trees. Take you a good, deep breath and understand that God made that possible. When you go home, take a look in the mirror and you can say to yourself, this, uh, this thing that I'm living inside, <laughs> man, this is a pretty amazing machine. And understand that God made it. Even the Bible itself is evidence. There, there must be a higher power behind it. 66 books written over a period of about 1,600 years by about 40 different men. Most of those men did not know each other. They lived in different time periods. Let's face it, Isaiah and Matthew never met. Jeremiah and Luke 
never met. They didn't live at the same time. They did not collaborate on the Bible. And yet they all wrote with the same basic theme. There is an almighty God in heaven. He's going to send His a Messiah into the world to save the human race from its sins. And then the New Testament tells us He did send that Messiah. And this is His will for us. Us mere mortals could never have, could never have done that. We can't, even, we can't even sit down and watch the same football game and describe it the same way. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Paul says there that all Scripture... All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. To that we might add what Peter writes in 2 Peter 1 and verse 21. Holy men of God, Peter said, spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The writers of the Bible could write what God wanted them to write and they could do it perfectly and not make any mistakes. They included everything that we need to know to go to heaven. We are, we are thoroughly equipped with everything that we need. I preached myself plumb out of breath. Maybe I need to go up, stand close to a tree, Buck, and get me a good breath of oxygen. The Bible is the inspired Word of God. I'm convinced that you believe that. I, I, I'm just convinced that everybody in this room this morning believes that this is God's Word. And if you do, you must believe that we must be obedient to it. This morning, if you're not a Christian, if you've never obeyed the gospel, become a member of the Lord's church, you can do that this very day. If you're willing to repent of your sins, to confess your faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, to be immersed in the waters of baptism for the re mission of sins. You can become a Christian this very day. Perhaps you have obeyed the gospel, but for some reason have fallen away. If that is the case, repent of those things that caused you to stray. Ask for the prayers of the faithful and be restored while we stand and sing.